I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Was Willard Smith playing a character called Jim West in a Western? Yeah. Jesus. Will Smith turned... <laughs> Will Smith, Wild Wild West, turned down Matrix. Yeah, it could have been Neo. Seriously? Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's very strange. They went for Keanu Reeves. Uh, while not I think I think Will Smith will look on back on that as an excellent decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Keanu Reeves will. Yeah, I could have been Neo, but did Keanu Reeves have fun mucking about with Kevin Klein on, <laughs> on a mechanical train? No, he didn't. I, yeah. I wouldn't want to be responsible for a lot of goths wearing really long leather jackets. So. That is very. true. You can imagine point. Will Smith sounds like people going, "Oh, why don't you do Matrix with Neo?" Because uh, I did a film with the t- with the train with a snooker table in it. <laughs> Setting the trend with a mix and a blend, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. You've made it. We're here once again. My name's Marcus and Pete's with me. Oh, hello. Just oh. drink the uh, chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. Chocolate nice. Chocolate milk. <laughs> Luke. All right. Jim. Present. Jim West. Desperado. Different one. <laughs> OK. Yeah. For all this time. Yeah. Um, Andy Carroll recently said in an interview, I'm the best chef in the squad, and you can put that in capital letters. Did he shout that? Well, I don't have any capital letters on me, Andy, um, but I thought I'd pronounce it a little bit louder so um, the capital letters wouldn't fall by the wayside. But from the footballing arena, if you could choose someone to cook for you, who would you choose, Pete Donaldson? I'd just like to state for the record that Andy Carroll's kitchen must be a really depressing place to cook food. Why? The extractor fan, too high, because he'd bang his head on it otherwise. Uh-huh. Uh, so it wouldn't extract it. It'll just be oily fumes everywhere. It'd be his hair cool, the in it. knife rack would be too high for anybody else other than Andy Carroll to use. Mm. Horrible place. Andy Carroll is the same height as me and my kitchen is normal. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the same height as you. He's an inch taller than Luke, Moa. Yeah, I mean, he's I not. He's surely taller than that. Just have a Are little you step for How come you look different, Luke? Uh, because not I'm an athlete. <laughs> quite a lot fatter than oh, okay, that's right. That's Don't true. put yourself down. Um, I would go for... Uh, <laughs> now we've got that out of the way. <laughs> I would go for uh, Jeff Shreves, because I endorse him being in any room with a heightened uh, risk of gas leaks. <laughs> <laughs> Something we could all get behind, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, give that one a round of applause. Mm. Yeah. I, I <laughs> smell a victory. Yeah. <laughs> Stone-faced Pete Donaldson there. I was more interested in drinking me yazoo. Yeah. Are you sponsored by Yuzu this week? Are you like getting right, product mate. placement in? I was about to say other I, chocolate milkshakes are available, but I don't know if they are. I didn't see no tango, so that's what I'm saying. So you got to be proactive. Oh, you've got one. Yep, an Anchorman <laughs> branded one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a Rolex, Jim? No. Um, uh, Luke, what's your answer? Um, I decided that I would like. I, well, I, was, uh, I went for the pun angle. Go on. Uh, <laughs> yes. and, and I, I was going to apologise, but not, I don't think I will. You're no, not you alone, mate, don't it. worry. <laughs> I thought that maybe Benoit Asu Risotto. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> not, not a real player. Or <laughs> cooking your uh, lasagna. Yeah, or uh, Terry Vegetables. Did you say cookery lasagna? <laughs> no, cooking lasagna. Oh, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> yes, two I are, did. Uh, those two are available. I quite like uh, to have a stew cooked for me by Dion Dumpling. <laughs> back back nice. lasagna would work, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. It would, yeah. Terry vegetables, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I'm not letting that one go uh, quietly into the night. Add, yeah. add dairy vegetables into it. Dairy. Dairy. Dairy, dairy vegetables, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of salmon. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to change <laughs> No, that. you don't. You've got to change one letter. Barry food. Mark fish. <laughs> Mark fish. <laughs> there you go. That was my Dave, one. Dave Meat. Uh, Jim, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I don't know any professional footballers, so, um, you know, I, I have no idea which, which one about are, um, what this question <laughs> Well, I don't know who'd be a good cook. I've got no context. So, just to play it safe, I think I'd go with Phil Jagielka. Because he's a good all-rounder, isn't he? He can play pretty much anywhere <laughs> mm. across the back four, safe in midfield, can even play in goal. Yeah. I reckon he'd be good at cooking. He seems like he's a versatile bloke. I mean, yeah, the only insight enough. I've got into this is Matt, Mer- Matt Murray's wife uh, made me a cake. That was very nice. And Clint Hill made me a bacon sandwich once. It was Did also he? very nice. So there you go. Any of those two. Which two. was better? Um, well, they're difficult to compare, aren't they? God, your yeah. memoirs yeah. are going to blow hard, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> and still, remain unpublished. Yeah. No one picked them up. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. If you thought we were still low budget, ladies and gentlemen, think again. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, I uh, would go for Big Sep. Okay. Sep Blatter's Platter. No, 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 no. Blatter doesn't cook himself. No way. Blatter has help. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. But he used to be a good cook. Now he's forgotten. What you're essentially saying you want a man who's forgotten how to cook. Yeah, I didn't mean forgotten. Now he doesn't. I just think Sep. No, you, I'll tell you what you think. Platter. You think that the word platter <laughs> rhymes with the word platter, so you thought you'd use it. Yeah. And la- if you give yourself the points, the show's finished. <laughs> <laughs> the last time do I, ladies and gentlemen, do I? The last time he had to cook for himself, he yeah. was cooking with bully beef. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and bananas that he'd seen for the first time. Yeah. Uh, Pete Donaldson's got the points. Yeah. Mm. He's I got the get points. I behind that because it's a Shreves-related uh, uh, thing, so mm. that's fine. And Jeff Shreves is a bellend, isn't he? Yes. So. Um, a bell pepper end. A good, a good start to the show, solid start. Uh, now we're going to go to the Premier League. And Chelsea beat Manchester United 3-1. Samuel Eto'o scored a hat-trick. He did. It's his millionth goal or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was quite pleased with Samuel Eto'o because he's not had the best of times and he's, he's a wonderful striker. And I thought, mm. if this is his only season in England... Mm. Which it surely will be, I think. Yeah, quite possibly. Managed. I'm glad he's done something uh, of note. Yeah. Yes. And you can see he's still got pace, not from how he plays, but from how he celebrates. Yeah, like absolutely I'm rapid. I've saved me running for that. Yeah. yeah. That's the Angie factor, isn't it? Yeah. Stand around a bit, score. Hey, I'm off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what a, a great win for Chelsea. I mean, and, and as, as poor as Manchester United were in, in parts or even maybe the whole of that game, Chelsea were very good. I didn't think United were that poor. I thought they're in possession there, okay. I mm. thought they made defensive errors, especially at set pieces, which was a shame. Um, the only problem is they've not really got any. Um, Proper thrust or cutting edge without Rooney or Van Persie. That's so, it. Which like, is fair enough in a sense. Well, yeah, I mean, any team would struggle without their f- first choice strikers, as we've discussed already. But it's Van Persie's 10th game out, um, which is really satisfying as an Arsenal <laughs> fan. Because he used to miss so much for us. It's just good. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't do even f- care if it sounds bitter. I I'm do, enjoying it. I do feel sorry for Adnan. I think he deserves a better Manchester United team. Yeah, well, well, he's got a long time to get that, hasn't he? The great thing for Yanazai, from his point of view, is that um, obviously he was playing up against Luis and um, mm. Ramirez, who aren't really traditional holding midfield players, so he actually mm. found a lot of space. But, I mean, like as, as you said, Jim, uh, RVP hasn't played since the 10th of December and he hasn't scored since the Arsenal game, I think, which is at the beginning of November. Mm. So, I mean, really... 
He's out. He's been out for so long. He hasn't now. played since when? But it's, he hasn't played since December the tenth. It's the Blimey. risk that Van Persie's always posed, isn't it? I mean, in his last season for <coughs> Arsenal, he, he wasn't injured much. I think I don't think he was injured at all for United last season. But before that, he missed months and months of every season, and it seemed odd that that had stopped happening to him. And, and here it is again. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not enjoying the physical pain he's going through. Just again. Mm. I think you might be. Um, uh, <laughs> I think for Eto, I mean, I, I mean, I know you've said that you didn't think that you thought Maynard were quite bad. I mean, they, they were bad defensively. The they looked very areas. bad. Yeah, I mean, and that's why Eto was able to score three goals because he he couldn't believe his luck. I mean, he he wasn't. You'd think that I mean, because I think without being too harsh, because he just scored a hat trick and, and and he took his goals well and it was a good win, as you said. But on occasions when Eto's featured this season, he's looked a bit like a quite bad Eto impressionist. You know, mm. he's, he's not he's not really looked anywhere near what we used to seeing him. I was, was I the only one surprised that he can't speak English either? I thought because he's been playing for so long, I just assumed <laughs> that he would be able to speak English. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's he, probably done a lot of meetings in English. Yeah, like, he's yeah. probably gone to a lot of meetings with like sponsors and stuff. Yeah, and just <laughs> nodded. Yeah, but um, and yeah, that's why I was United's best player again. You know, and it's, and it's it's really worrying. Do you prefer him to just behind the front man or, or out wide? Yeah, I think he can operate across any of those. But I mean, you, I mean. The state United are in, in terms of, I mean, they're not that badly, but I mean, yeah, they picked up a bit stat. of form. I mean, it's a it's a tough place to go. I don't think they've beaten <laughs> oh, Chelsea yeah. there for a while, have they? So it's, I think only it's twice exactly in, a disaster to lose to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Manchester United have only beaten Mourinho sides like twice in seventeen encounters or something right, like okay. that. Was the stat flying around? I mean, it, fair enough, but I mean, it's the manner of it. I mean, I don't know how many United fans feel, but I just think. Moyes is getting a fair amount of steam. Not from the main United fans, to be fair. Main United fans have stuck behind yeah, him, and, and, been great. and that should be applauded. Um, but I wonder, in terms of the players, I was thinking about this um, earlier on the way on the way in. I mean, how many of those United players are sticking their neck out and demanding to be picked every week? Yeah, you know, mm. think about that. I mean, because United and Moyes has changed things around for different competitions. He's rotated players here and there. But I could only think of probably Rooney, Ron yeah. Van Persie, but they've both been injured. Yeah. Um, Rooney's probably been United's best player, but he's been in and out of the side for injury. Yanazai, Carrick and De Gea, that's probably it. I think you're absolutely right. You, 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 people are pointing the finger at Moyes because it's very easy to do so. Um, but that United team have got to step up and take yeah. a bit of responsibility. They're very poor on the pitch. I, I and, and they, you can't. They're the champions. Moyes can't make passes for them. He can't mm. mark players for he them. He can instill confidence, Marcus. He can instill confidence. In himself, in themselves. I just think, and that's maybe what he needs. He can bring his three piece back is what he can do. <laughs> I mean, if you take, take for example Phil Jones, he seems to be relatively highly rated by most people, and he's quite versatile and all the rest of it. And he played in midfield against Chelsea or whatever. But I, I don't know if I'm being a bit old fashioned or whatever. But I, I think that if he was genuinely that good, given that I mean, Vidic made a, a appalling decision to get sent mm. off uh, in the game, regardless. Ferdinand's been up and down. Would if Phil Jones was genuinely like? the world-class centre-back that we all think he could be, or that everyone says he is, would he have not nailed down that position now? Would he not be as a centre-back and been playing there every single week? Because it's not as though they've got real massive competition for places. But is that David Moyes being a little bit cautious? Yeah. He plays him him defensive midfield to try and break up all Mm. the players. That's what he did against Chelsea, didn't he? Well, Moyes is very much sticking to what he knows in terms of his kind of team setups, isn't he? As we've said before, it's almost like he... He's yet to realise that he's, you know, he's got a Ferrari almost, and he can mm. he can drive it a bit <coughs> faster than his previous car. Um, I, I'm not sure if he has got a Ferrari. I think he's got. 
I don't know, maybe a, a con Porsche. shot. Yeah, a Porsche Boxster, <laughs> which is still a very good car, don't get me wrong, and I would love to own one one day, if anybody is listening. <laughs> but um, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that that team is, is not as good. You know, we all everybody's saying how Ferguson got the best out of them. Mm. Um, but but uh, should Vidic have been sent off, Pete? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, I, I would err on the side of yes. Do you think so? Yes. I'd probably do as well. Yeah. Mm. It was so late, it was almost an off-the-ball hack. What about... Yeah. It was a hack. Yeah. Uh, what about Raphael? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Raphael's one was it seemed so petulant to me. It seemed like he was almost sulking because he's he got wasn't a bit getting his own way. I think it's he's got really, a bit really poor. It just... It's... it's I, he's so lucky not to get sent off as well and give Moyes even more of a problem. Well, I genuinely think the reason he's not been sent off is because Phil Dad just sent Vintage off. Mm. Like, if he hadn't have done that... Raphael's gone. And they're the no sort of decisions that have annoyed people all season, really. That's kind of like trying to level things up from the referee, and it's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's just getting worse and worse. This is why we need it. robot referees. <laughs> robot <laughs> in motionless <laughs> and contextless. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good suggestion. But Chelsea were very good, by the I way. I was about to say, what about Chelsea? I mean, how frightening is William when he gets the ball and runs? Will I am. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's so quick, isn't he? It's absolutely ridiculous to try and track him as a midfield player. His energy, his energy is amazing, and he's a glider as well. He moves across mm. the pitch mm. quite nicely. I love the way those front players all rotate around. Yeah. They were irresistible, really. And, and, if, you, and if Moyes did deploy um, Phil Jones for that reason, to try and stop, sort of break up their creative play, I mean, it's, it just didn't work. The Brazilian contingency at Chelsea are flourishing. Mm. Yeah. There's so are. many yeah. of them. Yeah, playing so well. Um, very good. They really were, Chelsea. Can right? they win the league? Of course they can win the yeah, league. Will they win the league? Can win the league? Do you think, I mean... It's opened a bit of a gap now with those top yeah. three teams, and and, the, and if you if you had to realistically say it's between those three, I, I think it's difficult to choose between City and Chelsea. But I think Arsenal may just miss out. But I don't, I wouldn't like to pick between those two. I don't think Arsenal will win either. I think it'll be City because you just there's 16 games to go. I think, and mm. I just don't see where they're dropping points. Mm. I just I, I, you'd put them as a favourite against anyone. I think even Chelsea. They go to White Hart Lane very very soon. I think. Mm. That'd be a difficult. But one. you, you see, you see, you saw um, them against Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, or a week ago, rather, Manchester City. They, you know, they can have the odd, odd off game where they still won two nil. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, they're doing that champions form thing, aren't they? Just when, grinding out the wins when they bring their own referee. They can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you get what releg- you pay for, mate? He got relegated. Yeah. He, he's not doing another uh, bit of refereeing for a little while, naughty boy. Yeah. Thanks to the words of Pete Donaldson yeah. in the FA's ear. Um, that didn't happen. Crystal Palace, another win for them. Another mm. clean sheet against Stoke. 1-0. Nice for Pulis. There was a few subplots going on this weekend, and Ooh. this is, um, I suppose, the first tastiest one that, uh, that we're going to talk about. Um, it was a great win for Pulis, and, and they're two points above the relegation zone now. And like we, we said before, Crystal Palace could bloody well survive. Well, they're doing, I think they could. They're picking up points where you'd... I mean, they're going quite by the book, actually. They're picking up points against teams you'd expect them to. So they beat Stoke, uh, got a draw against Norwich, um, beat West Ham, I think, as well, and lost to sort of bigger teams. But, I mean, I'm not sure if Pulis will mind that too much. I mean, no. He's, he's realised what he's done. He's pretty. He's a pretty good pragmatist, Tony Pulis, I think. Mm. And what he's done is he's realised that Palace can't really score many. It's going to mm. be difficult for him to get someone on board who can... <laughs> who can fire them to safety for the rest of the season. So he's just thought, well, let's just get them as defensively solid yeah. as we can. I mean, they, they managed to... Um, I know Man City wrestled a lot of players, but they only considered one at the Etihad, and that's, and that's not bad, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've got every chance. They really have, because there's teams like Swansea and Fulham who seem to be an absolute free-fall. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Swansea haven't won in eight. No, they can't... Swansea's record since they... Um, won the I'm cup. sure you'll come on Swansea in a minute. Since they won the League Cup is... Is absolutely appalling. 
It's yeah. really, really bad. Is, yes. it, is it the rigours of the Europa League? Must be. Must be something to do with it, yeah. Blimey, is it really? Well, really? they've lost Mishu in Vorm as well, haven't they? So. Yeah, that, that's huge. But Mishu, uh, uh, Mishu, Mishu looked, looked, looked pretty awful the last few couple of matches that he played. He was completely off the boil for me. Yeah. Um, uh, did you see this story about um, Kenwyn Jones? He was fined two weeks' wages. That's £80,000. Kenwyn <laughs> Jones is on forty grand a week. <laughs> Everyone should know that. Um, for texting Mark Hughes that he couldn't play against Liverpool the other week. He didn't even turn up to the ground for the game. Now, everybody knows, when you go to work, when you're, when you're working a normal job, you've got to phone in yeah. when you're calling a sickie. Mm. To text the manager, yeah, I'm not coming mm. in today. I think last time you I cannot. Thought, I didn't phone in last time, I pretended to be ill. I oh, think I texted in. That's bad, isn't it? I should really... But then I was on air at the time, so I said, if I feel this bad tomorrow... I won't be in, and I was doing a terrible show like I usually do, so it's yeah. fine. So well, maybe, that's all right. So my, my quality control was was there for everyone to see. Yeah, you were in the workplace. Though, yeah, so if anybody so, wanted yeah. to talk to you, you were giving them the option. <laughs> I, I once phoned in sick to a job centre. So. <laughs> That's See if the any of you can go one. lower than that. that. <laughs> That's not even your last point, is it? No. It's, it's, it's vying. Mm. Um, Especially <laughs> when you've seen eating out the bins behind the job centre. Yeah. <laughs> well, it made me sick. Yeah. Have you ever texted your housekeeper you're too ill to come down for breakfast, Jim? <laughs> uh, never had the option. But, but one thing that must be said about a text message <laughs> is that you cannot perform a handshake within it. So Mark Hughes is probably as annoyed about that as anything else. <laughs> is this because Kenwin Jones has been linked to the move away? Because I thought that he would have been linked to a bit with the move to Everton, but it looks like Everton have signed is someone else. Is that type of man, Luke? I don't know him. I, I wouldn't uh, want to tell you. I was hoping you were going to say yes. <laughs> I know what you're hoping. <laughs> I, I know you were leading the witness. <laughs> but this, this lady's not yeah. returning. Suddenly I turned around and I was up the garden path all on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, There's no excuse for that, really. I, mean, I, didn't, I haven't seen the story. I, the first I've heard of it is when mm. you put it in, in the running order, so yeah. I don't know much about it. It, it sounds like he's a, like a what the tabloids would call a transfer rebel or something like that. Yeah. He's just yeah. trying yeah. to make himself just, yeah. you know, just, just make his position untenable yeah. so he can get a move. Will there be someone... Hughes Sort of poured scorn on that, hasn't he? Because it, it, apparently there's been <laughs> yeah, talk of no Jones doubt. going to Everton, and Mark Hughes has said, "Well, he might think that, but we've not had any offers from anyone, yeah, so right. he's probably I getting bad information." From I haven't him, seen. Doesn't anybody, look like anyone wants him. I haven't <laughs> seen anybody swooping no. around here. They probably texted. He didn't have iMessage turned on. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> send us text, Mark. Mm. Send us text. He's probably in a car outside uh, Loftus Road right now. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just love how footballers and 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 often how people view football as it's not a job. Yeah. So the rules of employment do not apply in that field. <laughs> Which, of course, they, you know, they do. Like yeah. when you hear fans get annoyed because a player's flown home because like a family member's ill or something. <laughs> yeah. They get annoyed about it. It's How like... can he be tired? Yeah. He gets paid 50 grand a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that make him fit? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Sepp Blatter. Rub some of that money on your muscles, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Always the remedy. Um, um, Jason Punction. Yes. Bloody Jason Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's that here. Was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? No, it is lovely. Not not the gag, <laughs> if you can even say. call it that. That lovely little curled shot yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were. Why can't he do that from a penalty? <laughs> I think he deserves respect for actually getting up and dusting himself down and cracking on. And I thought you were going to say for mm. giving it to Warnock, but mm. I thought maybe missed not to <laughs> to go near that situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he did. Uh, well done uh, to Punchin and Crystal Palace. Uh, zoom up the table. He'll, he'll need the goal bonuses for the legal fees, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> very tight at the bottom of the table. It's six points separate in the bottom half. It's very tight really. indeed. West Ham are right down there. Talking of subplots, West Ham won Newcastle United 3. Pardew returned to Upton Park, got himself three points. 
Allardyce against his old team. Really? Andy Carroll came on, missed a good chance. Mm. Somebody said it was um, smart. Could buy the smartphone against walkie talkies, which I quite liked. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. It really was. I mean, that, I Kabai mean, was brilliant, wasn't he? He's he was excellent. fantastic. No, no one could get near him. Like Mark Noble, just couldn't get near him. But but you you knew he was always going to be the fulcrum. You, you always knew he was going to be. He's, he's our most talented football. So why back off and back off him? I know he's, mm. he was unplayable at times, but at least. You know, crowd crowd around him or do something. Look like you're at least interested. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal have done so well to keep goodbye. That's what I was. I was he's, just, just going to say that um, he's a magnificent player. Do you think Pardew's like gets a little bit like, oh, don't play too well? And the transfer, <laughs> with transfer window. Yeah. He did. He, did, he, he did need to score tell, a second goal. He did mm. tell uh, Lequipe that uh, he will be uh, staying till the end of the season. But uh, after that, I think it'll talk of our PSG, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. But mm. Uh, yeah, a prodigious talent. And he clearly had his head turned in the summer, and it's it speaks volumes to his professionalism that he's playing so well and he's just managed to get on with it mm. and get his head down and sort of, you know, reaffirm himself to the court. Well, he just mm. seems to be enjoying his football a hell, of a hell of a lot more than he did last season when, you know, he had the other role play, but he had Cissé not playing particularly well, but with players like Remy and Gouffray, he seems to be uh, uh, enjoy it a lot more playing around those two. two. He, he likes a dink. Mm. Oh, we, uh, we all like a dink. Don't we all? I, I mean, West Ham, you know, we've talked about them a number of times with their with their recent woes, minus the win at Cardiff, of course. Um, but they're in the relegation zone, and Sunderland came from two goals down, mm. and they're showing a little bit of uh, fighting. Yeah. I mean, their, their strikers did miss two complete sitters. Carroll smashed, smashing a volley yeah. over the bar that you would really... A striker who played a little bit more football, you'd expect him to finish. That's what yeah. I was going to say, yeah. They're inviting Larrapings. Mm. <laughs> I think... I think West Ham have got to be really, really careful. I mean, any situation down the bottom of the table at this stage, if it stays that this close, with all these teams taking points here and there and off each other and stuff, it's looking like a team may get sucker punched and get relegated when they didn't expect to get relegated yeah, at all. Yeah, totally. And well, you could, but you could although have three surely teams. you see that coming from so far away that that's unlikely. But, but mm. normally there's normally there's one team where people go, yeah, probably them. But there isn't this, this no, season. Well, I, mean, I mean, there have been times in the season where you would have said that, but yeah. now it's become a bit more jumbled. Well, it's, it's, all, it's all very well sort of Big Sam sort of going, well, you know, uh, we we um, don't let a, a lot of goals in. You just let in three, you know, mm. so don't <laughs> worry about it, mate. Yeah. I mean, Palace, that after a win. Palace were perhaps... <laughs> The only side that, you know, a couple of months ago, people were going, yeah, yeah, I'd fancy them to go mm, down. Mm. Maybe before the season started, Hull City would have been one of them, but they've shown some great form and picked up some great results. So you're talking, you know, the likes of Fulham, Sunderland, West Ham. I mean, well, Hull are in a dangerous position because they've, they've some, they've, I mean, they had two hard games against Chelsea and Liverpool, but they've managed to lose three in a row now. They're still eleventh. They've strengthened up front. Yeah, they have, could, they've signed well. Yeah, they've signed experienced Premier League operators, which is. Which is great. I mean, Jelovic obviously has had his problems at Everton, but he started off at Everton really well. Yeah. And so it's not completely out of the question that he would go on a bit of a run. And I think Shane Long's a good player as well. Yeah. So. Well, maybe Jelovic just needs a new, um, a new, new kind start, of set of circumstances because yeah. it seems odd that he went off the boil so much. Mm. But I, th- I think Hull will be okay. I mean, th- their priority will be staying up. The fact that they're up in 11th, they'll just see those as points banks for the mm. battle to come. Mm. Yeah, exactly. totally. Well, another side that's been drawn into it is Swansea, like you yeah. mentioned uh, a few moments earlier. They've listless, haven't they? They've not, not been able to sort of make anything out of their passing game. They still have that passing game. They've just forgotten how to make it win. Yeah, I thought, I thought that... Um, I was thinking about Swansea today. I thought, they're in a relegation battle now, and you, you've got to really wonder... With a Michael Laudrup, because he's like almost very calm and sort of quite sanguine about things, he does need. Obviously, we don't know what's happened behind the scenes, but he doesn't need to really make it clear to his team because they've been they've been so poor since the League Cup final. In the summer, you knew they'd have to be in the Europa League, so that was going to be tough for them. But he did all the right things. I mean, he signed a few new players. Um, and he seemed to freshen it up a bit. Mm. They've, they've been unlucky. Michel Vorm's gone, and Gerhard Trump was nowhere near as good as Vorm would be. 
um, and misuse that they've been unlucky with. Mm. But as Pete said, he's not been brilliant for. But anyway, the only player they've signed that's really done anything is Bonnie, who looks really good. He, he tried to drag them through the game yeah. himself. Yeah. He as first. he's been doing for a long time. Right. Mm. But the other players they've signed, Jordi Amat, Pozuelo, John Joe Shelby, haven't been consistent enough. Mm. And they've not really shown enough for me all season, really. And Spurs, Spurs went went there and, and, and played with a nice tempo, and they look really good at the moment. Spurs, they, they seem excellent. sort of camped out in the day, really. They, 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 Swansea allowed Spurs so much space just in front of the 18-yard box. Yeah. I was just like, well, someone's going to have a shot from somewhere, mate. Mm. Just try and play. Adebayor was really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, mm. he was furious with Dembele, wasn't he, for that? Oh time? yeah. <laughs> he said yeah. afterwards they would have had a fight. Yeah, <laughs> I think he meant a, you know an argument. I'd back Dembele in a fight. fight. Yeah, I wouldn't. Would you? Yeah, against Adebayor. I wouldn't want to publicly bring up the. You know, potential for a fist fight with, with Dembele. No. I don't think anyone would, surely. <laughs> I like how you've, you've thought boxing match. I thought more brawl. Right. Mm. I, I just, just think yeah, Adebayo's too. Adebayo would be punching down, really, really. Dembele's yeah. got that little look about him, hasn't he? Steely sort of light. He's quite a big bloke. Yeah. yeah. Stocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, Sherwood Spurs, I've been free scoring and, and, and mm. they're up there um, racing around for fourth spot. Uh, people have accused him of just being very much 4-4-2, straight lines, that kind of thing. They played him more 4-5-1 and, and seem to get the best out of Ericsson and, and Adebayor as well. Um, I think it's a weird one. We talked about media narratives a lot this season on this show and you think that everyone was talking up until fairly recently about Liverpool being title contenders. Spurs are on the same point. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, really, it's like I said, it's, it's a top three battle for, the, for, for, for first, for the title. Looks to be quite a nice battle between three or four teams for fourth. Yeah, uh, like Liverpool, Spurs, Everton, United. Really, I don't think Newcastle will last the distance. Personally, Spurs are on the same points as Liverpool. Yeah, who will come on to? And they've just lost their manager, and you know, it, yeah. it, was, it was turmoil about five weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, absolutely. but I mean, he's fixed their gold route just by bringing back in the sort of twenty-five million pound striker that AVB <laughs> was leaving out in the cold. I mean, was it really that simple all along? Well, the VR Spurs thing is a funny one because although he was getting hammered and they got, and they, uh, got a couple of bad defeats and he obviously got sacked. They weren't actually doing that badly. No. It wasn't like Wande Ramos yeah. where they were bottom of the league. Mm. If they were actually still there or thereabouts. They just weren't scoring. And the, and the manner of those big defeats they suffered maybe suggested that something behind the scenes was going on. Do you know what I mean? And so and so. But yeah, Show has just come in and just been like back to basics, hasn't he? Yeah. Everyone in the right position. Get on there and get get it done. You know. Well, after um. After Sherwood's first game, which he lost, uh, we were saying that he seemed a little tactically naive. And it, his idea was, as you say, four four two, just you know, rely on the fact that they've got better players than most of the teams in the league, and they have been doing that. But it's been working. It's been. It's, it almost reminds you of Harry Redknapp. Just very simple, very straightforward. Just give the players faith in their own ability and let them do the rest. Do you think that the fixtures have been kind to him though, Sherwood? I mean, he's only had one game. I think the game at Old Trafford aside, they've played mm. pretty winnable games. I mean, they've got the next league game. I think is they play City at home. Yeah, well, that would be, be you know, test, <laughs> won't it? True, but but he took over when there was a little bit of disarray and there was a lot of talk in the media, mm. and it's difficult to to try and uh, and ground everybody and and have a little bit of peace about the club when all that turmoil's going on. And he has done that, and and the players look as though they're playing for him. Yeah, and, and he, for he the looks. Club. I noticed during the Arsenal game in the FA Cup um, that even when they were losing. Uh, he was really, really positive towards his players, really encouraging, and just he looked really just up and a, a positive, energetic person. And I think that's going to have an effect on the squad. I think sometimes um, it, it can work quite nicely 
uh, when a former player comes in and he can just remind the players where they are, what they're doing, who they're playing in front of mm. and the club's history. It's an enormous club, mm. club's history, what's happening and, and try and G them up because I get the impression with, with uh, AVB, he's a good tactician but not a good motivator, not a good man manager yeah. and I think a lot of people get that idea as well. Um, Redknapp, perhaps a, a good motivator with the tactics, maybe but not so do good. Do you think the man management and the personality thing is more important in English football then? Quite possibly. Yeah. I think, I mean... Uh, where the players are less professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly you hear some players who come here and they, it's almost, you know, in a, in a sort of a, 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 a kind of layman's example, it's like playing playground football again. It's like, hey, this is great fun, we get to run around and, and mm, all this sort yeah. of and stuff. Is that, and is that why we kind of, the, <coughs> certainly um, from the, the media perspective, we kind of value people who speak better English and stuff like that because Maybe. that kind of level is, is so much more important over here. Well, yeah. I, I think that Adebayo's been, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny one with the Adebayo or AVB thing because I think Adebayo's been really good just since he came back into the side. He's been mm. good for a few games now. He's scored quite a few in his last few appearances. He really has done well. And, and so you really do wonder whether AVB was making a point there and it's ended, ended up costing him his job. I mean, obviously other factors involved, but it's ended up costing him his job. But then you could say well, Adebayo is very much a character who would only play, not, it's a bit harsh to say when he feels like it because he's had personal problems. Well, but, but we've he, seen that before, though. Oh, yeah, he's been have, like that yeah, at Tottenham. Have, yeah, he, he's been awful for Tottenham at times. And yeah, it, okay. it, it, he seems to be at his best when he's got something to prove, which he has again now. So yeah, okay. we'll and see how long his the, form the, lasts. The again. trouble is, you just don't know what goes on behind the, the, the doors of a yeah. football club. I mean, it could be... I mean... Take uh, Teddy Sheringham and Andy Cole. They fell out because um, one of them, you know, Andy Cole didn't track back for a goal or something in a match that. It was something quite trivial. Wasn't it was it? something yeah. quite trivial, and that feud lasted probably forever. Well, until now. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Now, um, I, I'm sure those kind of little feuds exist between managers and players. It could be something so silly like that, the why Adebayo wasn't playing. Mm. Adebayo maybe just feels, no, he doesn't play my style, he's feeling a little bit low. There's stuff going on off the pitch. Who knows? There's so many different but factors. But Sherwood was in the setup before, you know? It's not like he's a new yeah. character. But, yeah, but, yeah. but Sherwood was in the setup before uh, and, and could have had the respect of the players. The pl- players may it, well have liked It's so funny because on this show we did say a number of weeks ago um, the best player to lead the line for Spurs under the system AEDB is playing is Adebayo. Mm. So just pick him. And he hasn't done, and it's ended up costing him his job, hasn't it? Because because I'd, I'd, I'd I love to know the reason why. I'm not sure if it was that sole reason, but it's certainly a factor. Absolutely. I'd love to know the reason why. I really would. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, uh, the last Premier League game I mentioned is uh, Liverpool 2, Aston Villa 2. Villa were excellent. I thought they were very good, and I thought Liverpool really were hugely underestimated. Villa, Villa needed a performance like that, and it's uh, it's a big shame for them that they never won, of course. Well, yeah, I was going to say, they were very good, but they'll be so frustrated because they played so well and then let the points slip away. Well, mm. d- did they let the points slip away? Because I'd like to definitely um, put my opinion to the uh, the side of the argument that says that Luis Suarez dived. Yeah, he probably did dive, yeah. yeah. He was kicked he... A l- quite a lot during that match as well, though. What, but not fair. for that. I, I thought he dived, and, and mm. I thought that a, a number of the pundits, especially on Match of the Day, kind of <clears throat> ducked out of saying that. Is it because it's become almost hack yeah. to say it? Yeah, maybe. Or is it because he's been on a massive PR uh, drive over the last few months? Well, do you think he dived? Yes, I think he did. I think he's expecting the contact, but it didn't come, and he dived mm. anyway. Yeah. But it happened very quickly. But the game in general, though... It's quite an interesting thing going on here because Aston Villa's away record is actually very good this season. They've got twice as many points away as they have at home. Right. Eight points at home this season, 16 points away. They, the way they set themselves up is very much suited to this almost reactionary away team type of football. So right? many teams mm. do that, though, right. in the Premier League yeah, these days. Absolutely, but, but what I was going to go on to say was that Liverpool, under, not only Rogers not only underestimated him and didn't pay him anywhere near enough respect, but he, 
you've got to wonder about the role Steven Gerrard is playing in that team. Mm. Now, the, the, the sort of conventional wisdom and what a lot of people <clears> are saying is that oh, but Gerrard's thriving in this deeper role in midfield. I don't think he is at all. He's played that deeper role for a long time, people think. I don't think he's doing very well this season. I think, actually, I'll go further than that and say that he's holding them back. I think for, for them to drop, for, for, for Rodgers to drop Lucas who, for me, is such a consistent performer. Yeah, he's and, huge for them. And that midfield three they, not, they sometimes operate with, with Alan, Henderson and Lucas. Henderson plays so much better without Gerrard on the team. I'll tell you something, Henderson, get him on the plane. Well, the thing is, though, Marcus, he cannot thrive when Gerrard's on the team. And I know it's sort of unpalatable for, and I'll get a lot of stick from Liverpool fans for saying this, but, but the point is, you can't, and I don't mean to be as crude as this, but I can't think of another way of saying it articulately, you can't just pipe a 50-yard pass every five minutes and score the odd penalty. It really disrupts the rhythm that Liverpool are trying to play with. And I think, actually, Rodgers hasn't had his feet under the desk long enough yet to pull Mm. him out of there. But Mm. I reckon if it was Mourinho or if it was Ferguson, if it was a big character manager... And as you said last week, Marcus, Rodgers is starting to talk a bit like a... and act like a top-four manager now. It, it won't be long before he starts making those sort of big decisions, and I think Gerard needs to come out of the team. But you know, I think, think he needs to go in there for half an hour at the end of a game every so often, maybe play the games mm. against sort of lower, lower ranked teams. But he cannot do it at mm. his age, though. That's that's not unreasonable, is it? Rogers can easily do that without it causing too much. Suspicion. I think it will be a problem because it's him. No, but something no, I don't say. A lot of people have said about this Gerard um, deeper role. He's been playing he's been playing that for a while I think the difference is is when he has a holder there or someone who's more natural at sitting like uh, uh, Lucas or even like he played that role pretty well in the Euros for England you know I think he's probably played some of his best football in, in a deeper role but he had Scott Parker there and in the, the recent qualifiers he had Carrick there players who are used to um, uh, being uh, quite um, uh, what, 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 what I'm trying to say, used to that deep position, a bit more disciplined. Mm. So if he does have a little, if he does sort of wander off or take his eye off um, the defensive... But that's the sort of thing that's been levelled at him for such a long time, and I just think that lifers like Steven Gerrard make the rod thrown back when they say, I'm Mr Liverpool, I'm Mr Liverpool, because they don't know what their body's going to do to them, you know, yeah. three years down the line, because, they, you know, they, they might not be able to keep up with the pace, they might not be able to play football as well I as they have done all their life. I think Gerrard's had a fantastic career, and I wouldn't take anything away from him, but I think he's always been tactically a little bit suspect. Yeah. Two points on what you said. One, England don't play like Liverpool, so it's, it's, it's slightly different. Mm. Uh, two, it's two years ago, the Euros now. I mean, it's almost two years yeah. ago. He's had injuries since then. Mm. The Premier League pace is much higher than the paces of international football, especially in terms of qualifiers and stuff like that. Gerard may be able to sit in that role playing slightly differently alongside Carrick with different personnel in front of him and a different pace of football. Yeah. But when it comes to the Premier League, I'm not. I'm not having a go at Gerrard. No, no, I think he's a great player. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to disrespect him. But I think for what Rodgers is trying to do and what Liverpool are trying to achieve, I think it's getting to the point now where he's holding them back. Right. Okay. And and, and I don't know if any Liverpool fans agree with me, and maybe they've seen him a lot more than I have. And this season ticket holders, so I'm talking nonsense. But just from what I've seen, that's my observation anyway. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting one. Um, before we leave uh, Liverpool, um, we've got to talk about their uh, their Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> um, sponsorship. Hey. Eh? Yeah. How's about that? We we. What, is it going to actually be on the front of their shirt? I hope so. I don't that know. Would be to be really honest. funny. I doubt th- it. This is happening more and more. Arsenal have got an official malt drink partner in Af- in Africa. There are like, like teams have like they'll have like 20, <laughs> 20 sponsors now, and like mm. like one or two of them will be the main ones. Didn't, but they'll have link ups with loads of like weird little. Didn't things. the DHL pay loads of money to have a deal with just United's training? Yeah, game. I think so. Mm. Like okay. a, a lot of money. Speaking but to be fair, you see it in the press all the time. Speaking so of sponsorship, didn't um, yeah, absolutely didn't. Um, oh, there's obviously a reason they do it. It's probably worth their while. Didn't. Um, 
um, West Brom announced they're going to yeah, yeah. remove their Zoopla thing because of an Alka no, I think Zoopla announced that they were going <laughs> to. Sorry, yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I think the chief executive of Zoopla is Jewish. Yeah. And uh, he's very unhappy with an Elka celebration, wow. which is seen as anti Semitic. Yeah. But it's, at the mo- it's got to be the most expensive celebration of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, chucking in uh, all this sort of sponsorship talk, apparently Coca Cola are trying to. Uh, Put their name is give Real Madrid a load of money, so it would be called the Coca Cola. Coca Cola Real Madrid, wow. whatever it would be called. It's like uh, New, remember Newcastle had that big thing about you know we're gonna you know we're gonna direct, ex- all, uh, put all the image rights and stuff, and they managed to get Sports Direct in. Uh, <laughs> you'll, notice, <laughs> you'll notice that round like Suggestions Park, there's like loads of hoardings that say things like Sports Direct, uh, some close companies that are owned by Sports Direct. And <laughs> that's it. I mean, whether Mike actually paying for that advertising, you'd probably imagine so because he did take money out of the club, like yeah. you know, yeah, that's fraudulent. What's the name of the stadium? Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, Central Park. Okay. To, uh, what should it be called? The Cave of Funk. Cave of Funk. Cave yeah. of Funk. Uh, <laughs> the Sports Direct Cave of Funk compromise. <laughs> West Brom went a season, didn't they, without a sponsor? Yeah. They did. Mm. You got to ask questions. And they're going to go for half yeah. a season without one now. You can't. You can't. No, it's going to be the end of the season. I think. Okay. You can't really Surely. understand what that sponsorship team at that club is doing. Yeah. It's the Premier yeah. League. <laughs> <laughs> there are you some people that haven't that. heard of it, but mostly a everyone's season heard without of it. Maybe they got them in from Fulham. It's not like the football ramble. Were we they... got to bang doors down. Were they... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were they, that season where they sponsored by Nostalgia? <laughs> yeah, that'll <laughs> be it. I think but the season when they were sponsored by nobody, just go out. Local businesses, local flipping yeah, chip you've, shops. You've got to value. Give us a grand, and we'll put you. Value your a grand space. Grand more than they got. Yeah, it's fair enough, isn't yeah. it? But yeah. at least I don't know, give it to charity or something for a season. Yeah, give a know. grand to charity. Yeah. Yeah. That we should, we should have made a phone call. We should have seen if they wanted us to sponsor them. Tell you something. Mm. That, that would have been the answer, I think. Um, uh, off to the championship. Off to the championship. Uh, Leeds United... Oh, cool as it is. Wow. Poor old McDermott. The worst day of Brian McDermott's life. <laughs> Continues. Yeah. Uh, Leeds United nil. Leicester <laughs> City won. That ground oh. up there. Yeah, I was about to say, he's in some sort of football ground. <laughs> the difference... It was, was the difference. It was a, Ross McCormack a, was the difference as well. <laughs> My oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a goal, though. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was great. Yeah. Turn. I thought to myself, how many injuries would it take for Nugent to get on the plane? Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Loads. 45 more, I think. A couple at yeah. this rate? Yeah. I'll tell you. I think at this point I should say what we should all do betfair.com forward slash football ramble everyone lump on David Nugent to score yeah. next week yeah, he's he, in a great run of he's... form and Leicester can't stop winning it's worth doing I'll <laughs> tell five you. points clear at the top goal. Leicester yeah five Q- points clear at the top QPR in, uh, in second they are indeed what about Reading they're in six spot they beat Bolton 7-1 just annihilated Bolton Jay Spearing actually apologised yeah, really well. that's, that, that's how bad a, a, a hammering is when the Dugu, players come Dugu out Dougie Freeman in his post-match interview it was like he was just beside himself. He, he came out and said, I'm not going to hide. I'm going to say what I think. Honestly, it wasn't good enough and all this other stuff. But what can you say when you've <laughs> battered 7-1, you know? Yeah. And I think Bolton have conceded 15 goals in their last four league games now. It's not a great reading. Mm. Hey, they got it, beat five the other day. Yeah. It's at this time of the season, is it, where, where, where teams start to surge up the championship and you yeah. can see some, some people making a real push for playoff spots Reading are good for that Reading are good for that well more often than not in that in that um, division it's a lot of it's about momentum yes mm. if you can hit form at the right time mm-hmm. um, you can hang around mid-table yeah. for the first sort of six months and then the, the next six months boof, you go for it yeah like, whatever like it would he's be. setting a trap yeah I don't, ah not... we were good all along yeah <laughs> <laughs> well Middlesbrough could be that side they beat Charlton 1-0 but since December Karanka's men have won 5 and drawn 1 they're 5 points off the playoffs Top ranking. Yes. 
Um, so, yeah, Middlesbrough going very well. Uh, and before we leave England, conference premier news, Edgar David has left Barnet. Yeah, oh, that was Three fun. red cards in nine games <laughs> this season. But he's, had, he's had five red cards in total. Yeah. But more on him later. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Well, to be fair, though, Barnett aren't doing that bad. Yeah, they're three points They've had the a players. terrible run, but generally they're doing OK, I think. Yeah. yeah. You can't really have a manager who doesn't go to away games, though, because he doesn't fancy... <laughs> he's taking a piss. <laughs> yeah, Agu- 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 Do I have Agu- to stay in the night? Not Agu- coming. Agu- he's Agu- he's, he's at the by mansion, wasn't he, one time? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I've got to get said. Edgar Davis said, we're saying like... Is that normally a choice? I'm being, I'm being targeted by referees and stuff. And the thing is, you shouldn't be... Listen, <laughs> you're Edgar Davis, right? So your ability and your talent isn't in question. It was got to the point, and no disrespect to the conference premier, but it was got to the point where you are too slow and you're getting sent off in the conference premier. You shouldn't be playing. Yeah. It's not the referee's fault, it's your fault. He was, um, he was playing and managing for free, wasn't he? There you go. I don't think he's too slow. Not he anymore. wasn't just taking pelters for like um, from forty yards or something. Just having a smash. Probably smash, was. Yeah. Smash just having in. a lovely Shooting time from goal kicks, <laughs> enjoying right. his retirement. Effectively, Gate. just still playing football. <laughs> Gates head away. Can I have uh, free kicks and pens? No, well, I'm not coming there. <laughs> <You're> the <laughs> I'm off to the, the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <You're> the <magic. laughs> what? Um, so yeah, so we will mention uh, David in a little while. Uh, let's go to La Liga. Oh, Atletico Madrid missed the chance to go top. <laughs> oh, what a! They're still amongst it. It's one point separating all. I know, but you yeah, can but imagine the boost Simi- it would give them to actually get up there. <laughs> you can imagine Simeone when he was wagging his finger, wanting one more yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago when they won three 0 I think it was. <laughs> they were they knew if they won they would go top, and it would be the first time in four hundred years that Atletico Madrid would have been top of the league. But they drew one all uh, at home with Sevilla because uh, Barcelona were held away to uh, mid-table mm. Levante. But they look really. Sluggish, actually, Barcelona. But for the um, yeah, Pekat to bail them out with it with mm. quite a late goal. I, th- I think in the in the spirit of wanting, I know Barcelona and Real Madrid are always there and thereabouts. So that aside, <laughs> in the spirit of wanting like an open title race, that was the best set of results that could have happened. Really, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, well, it is um, very much uh, a three-teamed uh, championship. The good thing as well, right, is that. Um, Atletico's goal difference isn't that bad. It's like mm. no, it's not noticeably worse than Barcelona Real Madrid. So it's not mm. like they're just chancing their luck. They are actually doing really well. Yeah, yeah. They drew... but it doesn't go on goal difference though. I know. But I'm just saying as an indicator of how what they actually score a lot of goals. Because Barcelona Real Madrid's goal difference normally is just miles away. Yeah. Isn't it? I know. I know. Atletico they drew with Barca, didn't they? So their head to head is you know all to play for still. I forget the result against Madrid. Did they, they drew nil nil against Barcelona. I can't remember the game against Real Madrid. I'm not sure because Madrid won five nil this weekend with five different goal scorers. So, yeah. you know, they're looking like the... Real Madrid looks superb. Ronaldo's goal was just ridiculous. Yeah. I know we say this every week, but yeah. my goodness. Um, Bale got his first goal for a while as well, didn't he? Free yeah. kick. Mm. Was it for a while? I think he's no. I think no, he's, got, I think he's, he's for ages. I think he, he's got a hat trick for them recently, didn't he? he? He's got a hat trick quicker than Ronaldo did. Which that was against Bayern Lee, but that was in November. Mm. That was a long time ago. He scored his last set of goals. It was a long time ago. He certainly is settling in quite nicely. Um, Di Maria scored a great one from distance. Yeah. Um, Benzema got a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Blimey. I think I think that was, was a, it was a Di Maria goal with a manager who obviously just lost his job for Bessie's was looking at making a change or something and, and, and he did um, what I've talked about on this show when Tony Hibbert in the Everton Liverpool <laughs> Cup semi final where it, Tony Hibbert was getting um, getting undressed ready mm. and uh, Liverpool scored and Hibbert just didn't say anything he just went and sat down again thought, well I'm not coming on <laughs> and it happened with the Betis manager he was about to put someone on oh, is that right? and Di Maria just banged one in from miles away and um, and just sat down again. So I'm not coming on now, am I? Well, he's lost his job, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he, Garrido? Yeah. yeah, they've had nine managers in eight years. Yeah, a yeah. month and a half in charge. 47 days, yeah. They should have got Pepe Mel back. <laughs> <laughs> Big Pep. Oh, did you see that um, Ribery, is a, Ribery piped up today as well? 
really annoyed Saying with uh, Ronaldo. Like a, yeah, but it's like a proper tantrum, though. Yeah. The things he said didn't deserve the Ballon d'Or. He, uh, he said it's all politics and stuff, and he said uh, the best. The best thing about it was he was saying, and, and it's, it's in fairness, he, he is right. I mean. Ribery, Ribery and Bale Munich won loads last year and Ronaldo obviously famous. But it's an individual award, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. But then he ended it by saying, well, the Ballon d'Or doesn't interest me anymore. That's <laughs> 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 oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, um, if you won it next year, would you still be interested? Well, uh, yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. No, to be fair to him, maybe he means in the short term in terms of yeah, this year's Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about Frank Ribery. He was definitely <laughs> right. talking. He was definitely yeah. being a knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Uh, right, shall we uh, go to Italy? Oh, can Let's... I just pipe up with something? Keep it um, Iberian. Can I just talk about a Portugal goal? Yes. Because Bebe scored. He did, a lovely did volley. Be- Bebe scored one of the goals of the weekend for Paco de Ferreira. Ball came over it from the corner. It was a looping volley, wasn't clear it? Clear nice. on the volley. Keep it got yeah. a big hand to it. Mm. Sign him up, Moyes. Mm. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite top left, was it? It was kind yeah. of like the keeper went, if he had a slightly stronger hand, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd hope that he'd push it out. Wouldn't but that be sensational I, if Bebe was brought back? Well, I saw a newspaper <laughs> article, they saying that? <laughs> look, at, look at this goal, is it time to bring him back? Is it time to bring him back? No, he's gone. Yeah, Paco <laughs> de Ferreira haven't um, won since like November or something. Anyway, the game finished one 0 but it's a great goal. Yeah, <laughs> mm. like Harold Bishop returning to neighbours. Oh, nineties yeah. neighbours fans, you'll yeah. appreciate that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, uh, Italy. Uh, Clarence Seedorf off to a winning start. Mm. Not convincing, but Clarence Seedorf is manager of yeah. Milan. People, life I mean, is good. Talking about you know. Man management and motivation, well, wanting to play for your manager. I, I'm, sh- I'm smiling just thinking about Clarence <laughs> Seedorf. I can't. The Milan players must be loving it. There's a lot of love between him and Balotelli, wasn't there? They yeah, both giving it some bro love. I got, um, <laughs> I got an excerpt from an article I read about Balotelli hiring Seedorf. Do tell from James Horncastle. You like it? I'll read it to you the first, the opening <clears> paragraph. <throat> I'll read it to you as it's written. To celebrate the 20th anniversary of Silvio Berlusconi's time as owner of AC Milan in 2006, the club organised a party for him at the Hippodrome next to the San Siro. At one stage during the evening. <laughs> Clarence Seidorf picked up the microphone, asked the band if they knew Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World, hmm. and went over to the president's table to perform it. To say it went down well with Berlusconi, a former cruise ship singer before he made his fortune, is an understatement. Bravo, he applauded. Bravo, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to think it was like the Ramones, star, uh, Ramones version of it. Yeah, that would be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. It's amazing. That is a glorious... Uh, Scenario to think of. <laughs> um, I did like he said, uh, Clarence Seedorf, considering my relationship with uh, the president, when he called me, I couldn't say no. My aim is to dream again. Well, my aim is to dream again after all the night- nightmares I've had after I uh, witnessed him having sex at a bunga bunga party. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Alleged- no. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, pretty much common knowledge. Not, not, not allegedly, Marcus. <laughs> I think Seedorf had like a, um, a managerial release clause in his contract at Botafogo anyway, I think. So mm. he was always planning on going into management, I think. Player manager. But to get a club, player manager. Side, well, well, he's worked for Davids. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned him, because Seedorf is thinking about bringing Davids into the fold. Really? Davids and Yap Stam, I've heard. Oh, wow. It's like a love so letter well. football. Yeah. Is Stam just to, like, shut up Davids if, if he gets a bit... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, mm. What a player Stam was as well, though, eh? Yeah. Hey, but look at that, though. Um, all former players, of course. But that yeah, would be some crazy stat about, like, the... Um, I don't know which squad it is, but the Euro 96 Holland squad or something, like 16 of the 22 of them are in management now or something. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's traditionally, it's unbelievable. Well, do you know sort of uh, what happened at Ajax as well? There was a coup that was staged a few years ago. Like, mm. I've just read Dennis Bergkamp's book and they talk mm. about that at length. It's amazing. They basically just forced their way into the club because it wasn't being run properly and now <laughs> they've, just, they've, just, they've just redone it from top to bottom <laughs> because they, a lot of former players are really angry about how sort of lifeless the youth system was. Um, wow. So they, they just turned it upside down. Apparently everyone at the youth 
English system was like, well, you know, we won the Champions League in 95 with this system. It's like, yeah, but football's moved on. And there's an amazing story about Cruyff in it as well, from uh, after he'd already been Ajax manager, where he was at a game just as a spectator, and Ajax were losing 3-1, and he pissed him off so much that he left the stadium, went back in through the players' entrance with the, the security going, you can't come in. And he was like, I'm, I'm Johan Cruyff, so I can, and <laughs> yeah. I am. He yeah. Cruyff turned him, and they went the wrong did, way. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> and he, he just went onto the bench... Like as a spectator and just sat there gave instructions and they won 5-3 unbelievable <laughs> I really really hope that's true that's amazing that's true definitely yeah Yo, yeah, the, the was whole... it Johan Cruyff who told that story? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole the, 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 the Dutch tradition of coaching and all the rest of it is glorious. Mm. It's absolutely glorious. It is. Van, uh, Van Hal getting his testes out yeah. and all that going. Yeah. Have you got the ball to do? Yeah. Some lovely stories in there as well. And we want more from <laughs> Milan. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, maybe not involving testicles. Yeah. Um, it's a bit late for them to do anything this season, surely. Speaking of testicles, <laughs> um, Alex Ruano of Getafe, before uh, you going back to Spain briefly, broke the veins in his testicle against Barcelona. Oh, nasty. You've got to be committed to get a result against them, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care how kind of... I don't care how much you get paid and how kind of, like, consistently awesome you are at football. The very abstract nature of football pulls it to sharp focus when there's blue arterial blood just pumping from your testicles. Going, I could have just watched this, watch this on telly. Yeah. Why this, do they have to play in it? This sounds autobiographical. It's yeah. too passionate to just be a Are opinion. you having, like, a Vietnam War style flashback? A little bit, yeah. What a picture for Pete Donald, wouldn't it? Just wouldn't stop. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out I have very thin blood. Mm. Yeah. Very large veins. Mm. Um, in Italy... Uh, Juventus are kicking ass. Still. They are. Did you see the, the, the goals? Vidal's um, uh, first from from Pogba's pass was just like a slip and a flick. Mm. Mm. Pogba's um, Pogba goal was magnificent as well. Yeah, he he's just it does that every week now. Yeah, um, it's amazing to like you. He's what United need. It's amazing he was ever allowed to to leave. Well, he obviously went because he wasn't getting enough first team opportunities on Ferguson. But he didn't seem to hit. be getting any first team no, opportunities. Weird. He wasn't getting a sniff. But you yeah. see how good he is. Like it, yeah. it almost looks like the sort of like he'd make a huge difference to United mid, the United's midfield now. It's well, he won't go do. back there, would he? There's of no course way. not. No. Speaking of going back, uh, a former great has been talking of a return to the old lady. Del Piero recently said, mm. "I cannot rule out a return to the club I hold so dear to my heart." I think the club have. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> the thing about, the thing about I'm Del not going to phone ahead. The thing about Del Piero is he's always carried himself with utter class. He's just a classy individual. Yeah, and and Juventus treated him quite badly actually. Yeah, yeah. The way he was, he I think he found out he was being let go or his contract wasn't being extended. Um, at some sort of shareholders meeting or something like that and you think after he'd given that much service to the club you'd think he'd mm. be at least consulted about a coaching mm. role or something like yeah. that and it, and it ended quite badly as far as I know so for him to even now say oh yeah I'd love to go back there again it's just a sign of the classy man he is I think yeah yeah but I, I th- I've not heard anything from, from Juventus not that they would tell me personally no. I don't think they've said anything <laughs> well I haven't and no. I'm in frequent yeah. contact yeah. with you <laughs> really I did like uh, what he said the choice of Australia has been a choice of life and curiosity I wanted to compare myself with a different world it's a poetic what, like come kangaroos and, and, yeah. it's, it's the same <laughs> world. <Other> strange wildlife. <laughs> it's literally yes, the same, the same world. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Toilets going around the other way. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and we're going to finish with this coming from the United Arab Emirates. Oh, yes, El Diego will be in a new television show in the UAE searching for Arabic footballing talent. Um, the programme will be called The Victorious. And uh, Mikel Salgado will also be on the panel. So it's kind of... I'm hoping it's kind of like an X-Factor thing. People yeah. maybe come in, do a few balls. Diego be the Simon Cowell-style bad guy. I think he'd be more like Dr Fox. 
<laughs> They've done this before, though. I'm sure uh, it was at the UAA, did you say? We're going to be yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure Newcastle had signed one of these players when, uh, I've no when doubt. the Shepherds were involved, I think. Is I'm, that I'm right? Sh- I'm, sure they, I'm sure he had to sign one for a season and like, then they just disappeared. It was called Soccer Star or something. Yeah, like, they the did Z that the sort end. of thing. Oh, that, that was a European one, though. Chelsea did no, football no, icon, didn't they? No, it was yeah. definitely... Uh, it was oh, definitely UAE, one as well. UAE, yeah. I'm sure it was the Emirates. I'm sure it was. To be fair, if actually Diego's going to be like any X Factor judge, it's going to be Talisa, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sharon, Osborne. Yeah, maybe. Nah. I know it's time for Pete's game. It is time for Pete's game. I say Pete's game. There's a lot of people helping me out this week. Yeah, it's because it's been your game in a long time. Because every time I, uh, you know, don't really um, give a, a title, people kind of get involved. They, re- they, they see that I'm in trouble. And they throw that life uh, that life ring at me. So uh, get on with it. Avid from the forum. Uh, thank you, Kelly, Kelly for folding this off for me. Uh, Avid from the forum uh, suggests Quinn, Luis, or Bobby Moore win, lose, or draw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something. Marcus yeah. came up with three. Put it in the running order. Didn't, really you, like, didn't use them. Yeah. Really, and they're all better than that. I really like Marcus's. Have I got Danny Pugh for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I thought my best one was Frank McClintock the week. <laughs> Well, there's had, two you can't oh, use now, Pete. Had, this had, is what happens. You've had your two. Right, I was born... <laughs> uh, the, but the actual clues uh, come from Dan Henry. So thank you, uh, Dan Henry, for this one. Uh, I was born 2nd of January 1972. My first club was Viking FK. I scored just six international goals despite being a striker. Stop, Tori Andrew Flo. No. Stop, Kenneth Anderson. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> nice. um, John Dahl Thomason. <laughs> No. Oh, I thought Kenneth Anderson was more prolific. I was the inspiration for the character Ingve in a book written by Tori Renberg, who I actually went to high school with. This is, sounds so obscure, it, it might actually be the guy himself <laughs> who's written these clues. I was signed by Graham Sooners in 1996. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Stop. <laughs> Eric Bo Anderson. No. Oh, no, of course, Sooners was away from Rangers there. Yeah. Silly. Mm. Don't shake your head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who it was, but I knew it wasn't him. <laughs> um, right, uh, my first goals in England were a hat-trick against Manchester United, although one was taken off me by the dubious goals panel in a 6-3 win. Oh, it's a Southampton player. Stop. Klaus Lundekvam? No. He's a striker, is he? No. I can't remember. I can picture him. It's... Uh, it's definitely a Southampton player. Uh, duh. <laughs> I don't know who it is, though. This is what happened last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I let a pair for Blackburn, Man City and Rangers. <laughs> it's just... Uh, can I, it's a race. It's a knowledge race. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't tell yeah, you. It's a memory is. race. Can I, can I give you... Uh, well, no, but I'll add one. I'll give you the initials. Okay. Okay. <laughs> E-O. Egil... stats. Yeah, Egloshenstadt. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's not really a big uh, trick. Really no, well, no one's no one's happy there. Never mind. No. Never good, mind good though. clues. Excellent good clues, yeah. by the way. Yeah, well done, Dan good Henry, for that. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, let's I have some. That's co- pronounced Henri, actually, Pete. Yeah. So. Let's have <laughs> some correspondence. Okay, this was based on something that I thought you were going to mention in the running order already, but you didn't actually mention, so I'll have to do a little bit more background. Go on. Um, Barcelona are offering fans the chance to be buried under the new camp when they die. That's right. Um, so if you missed that story, go check it out. Mausoleum they so, created. So the question we put to our listeners, our lovely listeners, is... How would you like your club to mark your death? <laughs> Straight away, possibly my favourite. The first reply we got, and possibly my favourite, from Toby on the Twitter says, Dimitar Berbatov can smoke my ashes. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That is uh, great. Adam Ellison says, Finding every ex-player I'd ever seen to take free kicks at my corpse in goal. If I save any, the player gets buried with me. 
horrendous. Um, Gunnosaurus <laughs> shooting my ashes out of a t-shirt cannon over the turf at the Emirates. Wonderful. From Ash. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Probably yeah, appropriately named. Here's, here's <laughs> Nick T, who I presume is a frustrated Manchester United fan. Playing Kagawa behind the striker would be nice. Um, one for you here Marcus from Stephen Pollard Uh, my lifeless corpse being put on a plinth sponsored by the Ramble and Marcus carrying my body around for a lap of honour are you up for it um uh, yeah (laughs) come back to him yeah okay SJ Howe on the Facebook says they could use my body parts to rebuild Abu Dhabi (laughs) (laughs) Stu Roth says uh, by selling Danny Graham which is a bit harsh (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Sorry, um, Dan, it was his dying wish. What else have we got here? Um, Trey himself says, by playing three at the back with me tied to the other two centre-backs, <laughs> weekend at Bernie style. Now <laughs> <laughs> you're talking. Yeah. Um, one more, let's have a look. Um, Ignacio Belasco says, as a Leeds fan, I'd like Brian McDermott to say it's the worst day of his footballing career. <laughs> and I'll finish up by a friend of the ramble, Murray James. Whee, Whee. He says, by putting my body in or around the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Murray never lets you down. Never, no, never, never lets you down. Jim, you've got an email. I, I do have an email. It was sent to all of us, actually. Uh, oh. It says, Morning, Ramblers. Uh, early bird. Something has been <laughs> bothering me in recent weeks whilst watching Match of the Day, and my level of disapproval has risen as time has gone on to the point that I am now right royally pissed off. The oh. object of my ire is the state of the nets at the Stadium of Light. Whenever a goal is scored and the onion bag bulges, it lifts the bar at the bottom of the net clean off the ground. <laughs> and every other ground in the league, and even in your local park, the net is pegged into the ground so it can't come off the ground. Why can't bloody Sunderland peg their bloody nets down? It shows them to be a shower of bumbling amateurs, and I hope they go down so that I won't have to witness this every other day on Match of the Day. Sort it out, Poirier, for fuck's sake. Love and cuddles, Paul. Angry of Sunderland. P.S. Yes, I should get out more, but it doesn't make me wrong. Don't need a person in an email. It's, g- it's going to take the ball sliding underneath that, isn't it? Because it annoys me. I can't yeah. remember it happening in Sunderland, but it does annoy me when it does happen. It's like... Shouldn't that be pegged down? No, it won't. It won't. The ball won't go underneath the net. Because no, because it's when, creating the problem. No, because it? It, no, it could bounce at another point in the net, lift that particular thing because it's, it's at stress, and then somehow slide its way underneath. I think the, the performances have, have made them out to be a, a shower of bombing amateurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the net certainly doesn't help matters. No. <laughs> it could slide in there and knock someone's camera well, over. There was an issue once. Was it Southampton back at their old stadium? I'm glad you said that. Southampton had terrible nets back but at the Dill. Didn't, didn't Too someone, thin. Didn't Mark Hughes score for them or something? It hit the yes, sponsorship board right. and came out again. And it wasn't given as yeah, a goal. That's yeah. right. Do you remember um, Sampdoria's nets in the 90s? Where they were about a, like a foot deep. Arsenal's, oh, yeah. Arsenal's used to be at Highbury as well, didn't they? They, they seemed awfully close to the And to the, the, the opposite of that is was World Cup 94. 94? Six feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So deep World Cup guys. 94, one of them splitting half, mate, when Dian- Diana Ross oh, missed the penalty. It, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the final, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Final yeah. stage. Her, her and Baggio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, I think that's it, isn't it, Pete? Uh, what about the Absolute Radio game of the weekend? Yeah, what Marcus is trying to say, Pete, was, is that was that long enough or will the fans moan again? actually moan the show's long enough no doubt they will moan anyway yeah. uh, there's no uh, Premier League action this weekend is there no it's FA Cup this oh, weekend, Cup yeah, this yeah. weekend so, uh, yeah. no, but right you will be here at 5 o'clock with guests and shenanigans friend of um, Marcus C. Speller and yeah. Pete and D. Pete Donaldson, D. Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch the email is show at thefootballramble.com the uh, Twitter is at footballramble and the website is thefootballramble.com yeah betfair.com forward slash footballramble I mentioned it earlier in the show but no harm in mentioning it again uh, you can get a free bet matched up to £50. So if you open an account this week, 
stick 50 quid on David Nugent to uh, to score you get your match bet and you get a load of tasty winnings from David Nugent hitting the <laughs> onion bag making the difference <laughs> what a man what a player what a goal what, what a, a difference. bet what a sport <laughs> what a difference <laughs> what a way to <laughs> <laughs> to have a good time Pete say goodbye goodbye Pete do the same Luke <laughs> it's not what he asked you to say Jimmy <laughs> goodbye Pete and it's goodbye from me bye <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.